Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Ida Waringa in Nairobi, Kenya, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And this week's show is all about the new English Premier League season as we ask who the champions will be. Also, we assess the significance of Liverpool's win over Man City in the Community Shield last weekend and we look at the opening fixtures. And we speak to Nottingham Forest's new signing, the Nigeria striker Taiwo Awani. But in life, life is a journey and I believe every journey like is destined by God. And to this in-depth interview coming up later... So the show is all about the English Premier League this week and there will be African interest at Manchester United as South Africa legend Benny McCarthy's joined the club's coaching staff. And McCarthy is Bafana Bafana's all-time leading goalscorer. He played for Blackburn Rovers and West Ham in the Premier League. He'll now be part of Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag's coaching staff. And McCarthy took South African club Amazulu to the CAF Champions League group stage in 2021. Looks like a great appointment, a great opportunity this uh, for Benny Ida. Steve, it's a big one. And might I add, so richly deserved. I mean, many people, players and coaches alike, you know, join a big club and famously talk about the move being a quote-unquote dream. You know how it goes. But for McCarthy, it really is a dream come true. It's something that's been widely known about him for the longest, you know, even during his playing days at Blackburn. His lifelong fandom to Man United And actually, there's lots to say on this. And I'll be honest, on a personal level, it was quite exciting. (laughs) But interestingly enough, um, United manager Eric Ten Hag, well, he didn't actually know of McCarthy prior to this role. But it is said that the South African came very highly recommended by people around Ten Hag. Fingers most likely point to Steve McLaren, who's had a long history with McCarthy. McLaren actually tried to sign McCarthy to Middlesbrough when he, McLaren, was coached there. Of course, we're talking decades ago. Steve, you've talked about some of McCarthy's accomplishments there as a player, but the list goes on and on. The first and only South African to win the UEFA Champions League. He did this, of course, with Porto. That was in the early 2000s. And uh, now former United coach Jose Mourinho. He also won the Golden Boot in Portugal during that famous 2003-2004 season. He won the Golden Boot during the 98 Afghan. He is a league winner in Holland as well. And while at Blackburn, he finished as the EPL's second top scorer to Didier Drogba in one of the seasons. Now, there's a bit of irony when you think about it, really, because McCarthy's double was responsible for bundling out United that season when Porto won the Champions League, you know, life really coming full circle. (laughs) But let me not digress. It's more to show, you know, that the peaks he reached as a player are indicative, really, of where he can go as coach, if not further. 
And his accomplishments as coach have already started racking up. He was named the South African Premier League Coach of the Year. That was in the 2020-21 season for his work at Durban Club Amazulu. Now, what's interesting, Steve, is that under him, nine players who'd never played for their country before received their international call-ups. And this is big because it shows that he can motivate players Players listen to him, Steve, and whether that is in the context of the continent or even outside, it shows that he definitely has an authority that moves people. Now, this is a skill that might be underrated, but one that's very necessary currently at Old Trafford because we've seen players diminish over the years under different managers. I mean, look at the likes of Rashford and Martial, for example. The South African also speaks Portuguese, Spanish, and Dutch from his time in different countries. So he will be able to communicate effectively with the players, some of whom idolize him already. (laughs) You know, I'm talking specifically about Bruno Fernandes, who is said to be a massive fan of McCarthy from watching him at Porto when Fernandes was just a kid, you know, growing up in Portugal. So he's clearly impressed, Steve, So much so that after he got his UEFA Pro license, he was actually offered and then turned down the Bafana Bafana job. That was last year in 2021. So yes, it's brilliant that he got this role, but when you break it down and really think about it, it shouldn't be a surprise because McCarthy is absolute quality. He has now taken on the expanded role of positioning and attacking at United, and not just for the strikers, but for the fullbacks and midfielders as well. And it's a valid point to think about, Steve. You know, South African coaches are breaking ceilings and thriving in spaces, frankly, not previously thought of as inclusive, you know. From Pizzo, who absolutely soared during his time in Egypt, to McCarthy in Manchester now. I mean, they must be doing something right, you know? And in the process, clearly inspiring so many that while it may be difficult, it is indeed possible. Yeah, exciting news that Benny McCarthy is in the coaching staff at Manchester United for this season. Thanks, Ida. So uh, let's uh, talk more about the English Premier League. That's what this week's show is uh, all about. And on social media last week, we asked the big question, who do you think is going to win the Premier League this season and why? As you imagine, we had a massive response to this one. And we start in the Gambia with Sideko Suno, who says Tottenham will be the surprise champions of this year's Premier League because of their new signings and their experienced players. And there were lots of replies to this one on our Facebook page. And Natty Moni said, you're joking if you think that new signings can win you titles. Uh, Tottenham will even finish below Arsenal. Mark my word, says Natty. We'll get Stuart's comments on this in a bit. Uh, Mr. Collie and the Gambia says this season will be difficult to predict because the top six teams have rebuilt and signed good players. I'll go for Man City or Tottenham, but don't be surprised to see any team clinching the trophy, says Mr. Collie. 
We had a lot of Arsenal fans who were hopeful. The use of Jammy in Nigeria says Arsenal, with the Gabriel Jesus as their new phenomenon, can take it.、Uh, they are the new invincibles, and Arsenal are this season's Premier League champion, says Yusuf. In Ethiopia, Gizachu Kasu says Arsenal because of their fantastic players and their new fantastic players like Jesus, like Zinchenko, and so on. Also in Ethiopia, Belani Kifle Hatia says Arsenal will be the champions. So too does Yakub Harie in Sierra Leone and Malakia in Namibia. Also Chukwudi and Wakori in Nigeria and Alamami P Koroma in Sierra Leone says Arsenal will be the winners of the league this season. Uh, Lamine Cisse is in the Gambia. Lamine says, "I go for Arsenal because they've been busy in the transfer window. They got one of the best strikers in the world with Gabriel Jesus, and even now they're still looking for more experienced players to add." Says Lamine. And then we had、uh, lots of Chelsea fans also weighing in.、Uh, Lehi Gassi in Ghana says Chelsea will win the league. Abraham Peters in Liberia goes for the Blues. So too Sammy Boy in Sudan and Watara Drissa in Ivory Coast. Watara says I've been a Chelsea fan since 2005. So we、we'll、see if it's going to be、uh, the Blues' turn this time. Mohamed Esbar in the Gambia says yes, Chelsea can win the Premier League if they can get Cristiano Ronaldo, who's capable of scoring goals. That's what Chelsea need to become the champions. If they go for Cristiano, this will be Chelsea's season, and they can win the Champions League as well as the Premier League, says Mohamed. Interesting advice there、uh, for Chelsea from Mohamed.、Uh, now we didn't hear much from Manchester United fans, but Ole Wakhen and also Amadou in Niger thinking that United can do it, and、uh, many focused、uh, their thoughts on the big two. Andy in Uganda says Liverpool or Man City, they are still the big guns.、Uh, of the Liverpool supporters, Ansu Kamara says a case closed. Liverpool will win the Premier League.、Uh, Mulune Tages in Ethiopia says, "My lovely Liverpool will become champions." And、uh, Davido Og in South Sudan also thinking the Reds can do it. In the Gambia, Belong Baji says Liverpool came so close last season. I hope this time the push will be harder. Experience must be used to minimise errors and also to integrate their new signings, as says Belong, for them to quickly adapt to the system. Uh, then, amongst those tipping Manchester City to take the title, Galumbe Issa in Uganda,、uh, Samson B. Seri in the Gambia,、uh, saying Man City again and again, and、uh, Bolu Watife Abu in Nigeria says City to take it again. In Zimbabwe, Tichafara Gumindoga says Manchester City all the way, and in Cameroon, Tebo Boris and Jack says Man City are too strong in every department of the pitch. And also tipping the citizens, Awen Rose Lino in South Sudan. Ado Frederick in New York in the USA, Ah Westbrook in Senegal, and Cabello Morocco in the USA says because Haaland is on fire, and finally Mariam Katia Mansour in Algeria says Man City because Mares is the king of Man City and of the Premier League. Well, thanks so much for all of those comments. It's always great to hear from you. We'll see who will be the champions, indeed. And、uh, let's go now to Stuart Weir in the UK here on Planet Sport Football Africa. Show brought to you by Passion for Sport.、Uh, so, Stuart, Liverpool three-one winners over Man City in the Community Shield last weekend.、Uh, does this tell us anything? And、uh, what about those listeners who are hopeful fans of Chelsea, of Arsenal, of Tottenham, and even of Manchester United? If the Community Shield was about two new strikers, then Darwin Nunes won. 
literally and figuratively. While Erling Haaland, Manchester City's new striker, played the whole game, he was a bit peripheral and missed a pretty good chance. Liverpool, on the other hand, started with Bobby Firmino leading the attack, uh, and the Reds' new striker had to wait until the 58th minute before making his entrance. But what an entrance. With the score 1-1, Nunes won a penalty, which Salah scored, and then in stoppage time, Nunes was in hand to score from close range. Now, this was just a pre-season, well, not quite friendly, but it wasn't a Premier League game, and there's a danger of reading too much into the result. But I think we can draw a few conclusions from it. Last season, Liverpool failed to win any of their league games against other top four clubs, i.e. Manchester City, Chelsea, Tottenham. Perhaps this game will give them confidence that they can do it. Liverpool looked sharper, but then they've played six pre-season games, City only three. Then there's the issue of Erling Haaland. He's an out-and-out striker. And up until now, City have tended to play a formation with what's called a false number nine. So if Guardiola plans to play with an orthodox striker this season, then not only will Haaland need to adjust to Manchester City, but the City players will have to adjust to a new formation. I thought it was interesting with Raheem Sterling and Gabriel Jesus gone that Jack Grealish got a place in the City starting lineup, but only for an hour, with Phil Foden replacing him. It just shows, Steve, how hard it is to get a place and hold it in the City team. Now, the Premier League season starts this weekend, and City and Liverpool still look the teams to beat. You might say that last weekend gave us first blood to Liverpool, but only just. And the other big question is whether... Either manager is still looking for another big signing before the transfer window closes. Well, sure, we shall see and uh, looking forward to a great season. And uh, Stuart, what about the match day one fixtures this weekend? Well, the fixtures computer has thrown up some fascinating games. Crystal Palace against Arsenal. Well, Arsenal were fifth last season and they've been strengthened by several new signings. So they should win easily, except for one thing, Steve. When they played in the league last April, Palace won 3-0. Bournemouth against Aston Villa. Bournemouth will be pleased with home advantage in their first game back in the Premier League. And if they're going to prosper, they really need to be able to win games like home to Villa. But equally, in Steven Gerrard's first full season in charge, if Villa are to make a serious bid, say for a Europa League place, then they need to be beating teams like promoted Bournemouth. We have Everton against Chelsea. Now that, on paper, is a team that avoided relegation at home to a a Champions League qualifier. But Everton won the fixture last season. And Chelsea look a bit in disarray, with Tuchel openly criticising his players at the moment. Fulham at home to Liverpool is certainly not the game Fulham would have chosen, and it's hard to see anything but a Liverpool win. We have Newcastle United at home to Nottingham Forest, a big season for Newcastle, who need a good season to justify all that money their new owners have spent. But Forest, newly promoted, will play without fear, I think. Tottenham at home to Southampton, it's an important season for Tottenham. Conte and his players did really well to get a top four finish last season, but they really need to show that they're worthy of it. Leicester against Brentford. After finishing fifth in the last two seasons, Leicester dropped to eighth last season. And I can't help wondering if 
for a small city team, they've actually found their level. Brentford, newly promoted, overachieved last season, and the second season is often harder. Manchester United-Brighton is an eagerly awaited game, mainly to see which players Ten Hag selects and what the formation is, and if Ronaldo plays. But Brighton were ninth last season, so don't expect them just to lie down and die. Finally, West Ham against Manchester City, the game of the day. And remember last season, when Manchester City went to West Ham, they had to come from 2-0 down to salvage a draw. Great weekend, Steve, and depending on where you live, with games spread over three days, you might even be able to watch as many as six of them on live television. Oh yeah, so the wait is over, the English Premier League is back, and it's as sure to be an exciting season. Thanks, Stuart. Uh, and uh, Ida, any African players that you think might have a big season ahead? Well, Steve, the new mendy Kulibali partnership at Chelsea, well, that is something that many want to see, myself included. I mean, it's not that we haven't seen it before, you know, on national level with them at Senegal, but the dynamics of the Premier League are totally different. Steve, a host of new signings can definitely take their debut season as a chance to shine. We're talking Kamara at Villa with Steven Gerrard. We're talking Aribo at Southampton and not forgetting the old guard, so to speak, you know, because now that Sadio Mane is in Germany, well, the outright bigwig at Anfield is Mo Salah, isn't it? And he had a big one last season, a shame really that his amazing stats didn't come with that really big silverware. But always count on the Egyptian to continue from where he left off. Mares, with his contract extension at the Etihad, hopefully serves as an incentive to do well. And I'm personally hoping that circumstances will allow for Ihenacho to impress with the Foxes. We'll definitely see, won't we, Steve? <laughs> we will indeed, and hoping it's going to be a great season for African players this season. Uh, thanks very much, Ida. Now, on social media this week, we're asking, is it right for the English Premier League players to stop taking the knee? Uh, so news this week was that Premier League players will not be taking the knee before every match this new season. Remember, the anti-racism gesture started in 2020, so it's been there ahead of every game for the past two seasons, but it now will only be done ahead of certain games, as captains and players are said to believe that it will now have a greater impact if it is done less. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, was taking the knee achieving anything? Uh, should it have continued before every match as it was? Uh, should it maybe even be scrapped completely? We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So what do you think? Is it right for the English Premier League players to stop taking the knee ahead of games in this anti-racism gesture? You can post a comment on our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Do you think it's right for players to stop taking the knee ahead of games this new Premier League season? Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. You can follow us on Twitter at Planet Sport FA. You can download our app and listen to the show anytime and access past programs in our archive. To download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. 
Well, now to our interview with Nigeria striker Taiwo Awani, who's joined newly promoted English Premier League club Nottingham Forest. Awani is 24 years old. He moves after having had two great years at Union Berlin in Germany. He was on the books of Liverpool from 2015 to 2021, but didn't play for them, being loaned out to clubs in Germany, the Netherlands, and in Belgium. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa's Oluwashina Akaleji spoke in depth to Awani and first asked how difficult it was to leave Union Berlin, who are playing in the Europa League this season, for a team that's newly promoted to the Premier League.、Uh, looking at Union Berlin, I think this is a place that I was uh, uh, I felt welcome, and leaving is something that I would say is very very hard. But in life, life is a journey, and I believe. Every journey, like, is destined by God. Football is just something that, on the outside world, is very, very difficult to explain. I will, I will put it that way. But I think、uh, coming to the Premier League has always been my dream. And looking at Union Berlin, living is very, very hard as well. But on the other part, they all, they all felt, maybe not to the fans, but when we talk about football, they all felt. At this point, I have to make the next step, and we all see this this step as the next step for me, and that was what prompted the both party agreeing to it, because I was happy about it, they were happy about it also, so I think it's just a win-win situation for both sides, and that's just the truth about it. It's just that many things in football are very very hard to explain to the outside world. Well, you've had an interesting career that has taken you from amateur football via World Cup under 17, you know, Liverpool, multiple loan deals, frustration, and all that. How hard and tough is it for a young player from Africa to survive all of this, knowing that a lot of young Africans are looking to follow in your footsteps? Well, for me, I would just, I would still say, all, all glory to God. Because the best thing you can do is just try. It is God that can all the effort. But one thing I always say to myself is this: When I was in secondary school, one of our teacher used to say, "Ad I know." The best you can do for yourself is that word, "Ad I know." Don't let it get into you. Just try your best, so that at the end, you will be like, "Yes, I did my best." Then maybe if it doesn't show up, that doesn't mean you didn't try. But at least just give it a try. I think that's all about my journey. Looking from how I started from Ilorin, from my, from Unicorn Academy to Imperial Academy to Liverpool to all the loans, it's just for me a testimony of God is always with you. God is always with you. Once you keep on doing your best, keep on giving your best. At the end of the day, even if no one is seeing it, even no one is appreciating it, one day for sure it will show up. And the last season with this kind of move is just a testament of what God can do and what your hard work and dedication and also in everything your belief in yourself and that's how I see it for me. And if everyone can just believe in what they do, they can just keep on going. I believe the sky will always be the starting point. And of course, it's not over. The journey just started. You know the Premier League is quite big in Nigeria. The big teams like Arsenal, Chelsea,、um, you know, Man United,、um, they have huge followership back home in Nigeria. Do you think going to Nottingham Forest can really win over, you know, new generation of fans for Nottingham Forest, you know, support you and of course the team? 
Of course, that's true. Uh, I believe uh, I'm this kind of guy like everyone should just support. Not only me, but the whole Nigerian player as a whole. If we are playing in Germany or no matter where we find ourselves, we all need their support. We just hope they can support us. And uh, this is something my, my friends, my family are really looking forward to. Because I could remember like when I signed permanent in, in Germany, they are like, Ah, Taiwo, why not England? I just told them jokingly, I said, after this one, the next one will be England. They are like, are you sure? And at the end of the day, it happens now. So I believe they will be supporting. And I just urge everyone in Nigeria to support every football player. Because we believe with their support, we will go. And we always try to do our best also to make them proud. Do you think going to the English Premier League will further enhance the opportunity um, to play in the Super Eagles? I mean, you've played in Belgium, Netherlands and even in Germany, but you get to be overlooked over the years. Um, You didn't really get quite a chance at the AFCON, according to a lot of people. Do you think playing in the Premier League will further help you to play and get a chance to play for the Super Eagles? Uh, For me, I want to say it. We are we are so blessed as a country in terms of qualities and players that we have. Sometimes I believe there are times I felt, okay, maybe I should be there, I'm not there. There are times I'm there. So And at the same time, everyone cannot be there at the same time. But playing play, play in the Premier League, to be, to be honest, for me, I just want to keep on doing my best for my, for my career. But when it comes to national team, it's all about the coach. It's all about the decision from the coach. But of course, everyone knows how big the Premier League is. Even Bundesliga, everyone knows how difficult and big the Bundesliga is. And when I was there, I was opportune to be there, to be to be with the squad. And at the same time, there are times I'm not opportune to be there. So I don't think it's about where you are or I think there is more to hit than what we can we can say. Of course, the best you can do for yourself is just to keep on working on yourself, develop, keep on getting getting better day by day. And maybe one day the opportunity will, will always showcase itself. But it's not something that we can aim by believing because we are here or we are there. It's just about aiming it on the field of play for yourself. And hopefully, it's always our dream. I've been able to achieve it, but it can always get better. But like I always said, it's not an obsession. And... You can't force it to be there. You can just try your best and hopefully you get there. I mean, you haven't eaten the fact that you're a Christian, a strong believer. And I mean, we saw you when you were signing your contract with Nottingham Forest, you know, with the worship, praise and worship song. I mean, what difference does Jesus make in your life as a professional footballer? Well, for me, I would say, even apart from my career, that's the most important thing in my life. Though I'm not, I'm not saying I'm the most holy or most perfect Christian or an individual. I have my flaws, but my faith and my belief in God and my religion is the most important thing, which nothing in this world can take it away from me. And uh, when we look at the moment, why I say that is, I was born into a Christian family. I was born in the church, and my dad and my parents, they make me to understand like. With God, all things are possible, and I have to wake up every morning, say my prayers, go to church every Sunday during the week. So it's part of my life. And during my course of my career, 
looking at where I come from, from the city of Ilori, knowing nobody in the national team, knowing no one. I just knew that I got called to the under 15. And since then, I've always striving for success. And all my prayer, like, during me working my street training, I would just get tired. I would just find myself kneeling down on the road, like, praying to God, like, you see all this stress I'm going through. I just believe you, you hope there seeing me. I, I hope one day you can make this dream of mine come true. And seeing me now, he's telling me like, he hears all my prayer back then. And I have argument like, during the course of the game, when the games are really difficult, I would just go to the toilet, say a little prayer, and uh, I will use an instant like, I think last season against Mines, uh, first half I was really adding my chance, but I was not scoring. Then I knew like second half I was even thinking maybe the coach would put him out, put me out of the game. I just went to the toilet. I was like, I say a little prayer, like I just got. I just hope you just come true for me in this game. And before you know it, second half of the game, bam, bam, two goals. So that's those are testimony telling me. There is someone watching over everyone and that cannot be taken away from me. And that's why I said religion and my faith in God is the most important thing in my life. Even though I'm not the perfect Christian, like I said earlier, but just believe that there is someone up there watching over all the universe. Well, that is Nigeria and Nottingham Forest striker Taiwo Awani speaking on his football and on his faith. Well, that's it for the show for this week. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Ida Waringa in Nairobi and from Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.